Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. This episode is sponsored by Polymorph Crafts. Visit polymorphcrafts.com to learn about their high-quality, compact, and affordable tabletop accessories. Distinguished adventurers, last time on Dungeon Drunks, the group are plane-shifted into the Feywild by Seekin. Our heroes are understandably surprised and get some further details. Apparently, Seekin's grandfather is actually some kind of god, an ancient ancestor going back 29 generations. Once a generation, someone from his family is summoned to present themselves before Ekthiarn so he can be deemed worthy. And this time, Seekin is required to go. They appear in the Aladrin city of Mithrendian, a metropolis of towering trees amongst the round buildings and snobby residents. A fight with a swarm of beetles leads to meeting a potion and poison maker named Megan Fuldoon. For helping her collect the beetle remains, she tells them about the problems the city is having with a rift leading down into the Feydark. That's scary. <laughs> it's basically, I said the Underdark last week, and that's because I was looking at the wrong thing. It's a rift leading down into the Feydark. Also, she gives them directions to the Waystop, an inn in the old battery with a dragonborn proprietor that would be friendly to non-Aladrin. Intent on finding the inn and hopefully better directions to Seekin's ancestor's grove, they head towards the Waystop. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, also known as Obocrazy, and I have another drink recommendation from Twitter. So the last time we got together, I had some of the Four Roses bourbon because that was recommended multiple times from my Twitter. This bourbon, I didn't have the money to really buy a, a whole mess of alcohol. I had basically a dozen different recommendations. I didn't have a dozen different recommendations worth of money. However, when I was buying the Four Roses, the recommendation that I got for the Gentleman Jack came in this tiny little <gasps> bottle. Oh, oh dear. Keep that, Look keep that, it. and we'll make a Christmas I... ornament out of it. <laughs> It is adorable. So it it is, how many milliliters is it? It's 50 milliliters. It is one of those tiny sample size bottles. And you know what? I could afford to buy that with the other thing. So this is the Gentleman Jack, which was recommended to me by Big E1432 on Twitter. So that is what I'm going to be drinking tonight. It needed a little bit of a splash of water. It was a little bit harsher than I'm used to, but I'm also not used to very much. So what do I know? Travancore. What are you drinking? Good people of Faerun. Travancore's choice this evening was almost an Eastsiders variety, but Austin Eastsider variety. But once again, I got waylaid by something that was bright and shiny. Behold, <laughs> Wells Banana Bread Beer. I, what? This what? is either what? going to be amazing what? or terrible. We're going to get a live tasting. I've been waiting this whole time Yay! to try this. I've been so thirsty. Here we go. That's a big drink, man. Well, I was very, th I, I was very thirsty. So the the aroma is actually very interesting. It does smell like banana bread. The taste is just a little bit lacking. It's not terrible, but I've certainly had better beers. But uh, but at least is it banana e? Uh, it is banana e. Banana e. I will say that uh, that on a hot day like this, uh, just about any cold drink will do. So success. I don't know how I'd feel. It's weird because bread and beer are essentially two sides of the same coin. Yeah. 
And banana bread is delicious. You take a picture. Take a picture of that. Send it to me so we can all our friends. If you follow us on Instagram, you will see. You will see this beer. How hoppy is it? It's uh, it's moderately hoppy. Like an actual IPA would be hoppier, but but you can taste it. It's in there. Okay. That's that's probably good. That makes me think that I might like it a little bit better. But mm, interesting. And thank you for the live tasting. That always makes me happy. Since we are talking about our Instagram, let us go to Bernie. What are you drinking? I'm drinking what's in the house tonight, which is red wine. It's not. It's a uh, what is it? Something grape. Gosh, something. <laughs> That's usually how wine goes. Well, no, the name grape. is like natural something grape. I don't know. It's a Shiraz. <laughs> okay, we go from like Julia knows a lot about beer to mm, look wine. Uh, no, it's pretty good actually. It, a, I feel bad. Natural something. It's in something in grape. Natural grape. Neutral grape. You'll put it on the Instagram so people can see no, it later. No, you should not. It's not Instagrammable wine. I can tell oh. you that. I mean, it's not bad. It's just like. Mm, as someone who knows nothing about instagram at some point we're gonna have to have a conversation where you educate me about what is and is not instagrammable (laughs) but but that's a conversation for another time let us move on to carlton what are you drinking so i've got because our uh lovely uh bernie's q burns aka jules is uh learning french uh, I got a French soda from our local supermarket. It's called Diablo, and it is dragon fruit plum huh. flavor. Oh, huh. I'm gonna send me that too. Uh, have you ever had orangina? I think that's, that's what French. it's in. So let's go ahead and uh, taste it. Not bad. I'm a fan of dragon fruit, so I'm glad you like that. It's it's pretty it's pretty strong flavor, but it's not a terrible flavor. It's definitely better than some of the other things I've had on the show, and. That could be said about a lot of things. <laughs> it's only 30 <laughs> calories per 8 ounces, so this can is only 60 calories. Wow, so that's a big healthy. can. Yeah, 16 ounces. So yeah, I'll send you a picture, Jules, for the Instagram. For the, for the grams. For the grams. Jonathan, what are you drinking, and is it Instagrammable? Uh, it's Jonathan, I'm Jonathan, and I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. I also am Jonathan the Magimuscular, more or less. And uh, it, I mean, it's kind of Instagrammable. It is Tanat wine. The same Tanat wine that I had the last time I had Tanat wine. I don't remember the thing because I already threw away the bottle. Plus, it is actually National Wine Day. Is it? What? It is. Yeah. So huh. good on you, Jules, for, for having the uh, appropriate drink. Cheers. Cheers. And but is it International your... Wine Day? Because she's in Canada now. Um, America yeah, sure. Yeah. Here, take fine. a picture of yourself drinking your wine. We'll take some, we'll take some wine selfies. <laughs> but tonight's shot of fireball to be consumed at the first casting of fireball or equivalent spell thereof is dedicated to D beyond hey! now D beyond has been a very helpful tool for us and we we love it it is a great deal so uh D beyond this is for you i don't have a whole long ad read like sam regal does he is a goddamn professional and i wouldn't try to to uh infringe on his uh on his territory naked grape I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Naked. It was naked. That's oh, your word. wine. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought this still had something to do with D and D Beyond and John. Or, or wine. I'm like, I'm like. I mean, or, he is a very attractive man. <laughs> okay, but. I could, I could t- turn down the warning keys aphasia alert. <laughs> he, that man is a naked great. Ooh. <laughs> Moving on to the game. <laughs> It's we usually record on Monday nights are usually a little more sedate than this. It is a Friday evening because some of us are going to be out of town. Some of us had relatives in town and some of us are going to the stream of many eyes in a week. And so 
we had to record on a weird day, but that's okay. That just that just means we're sillier, right? T B I F. Did you say T B or T B? T B. Specifically T B. Oh, thank you. Jack I don't know if Travancore believes at this point, but Jack definitely does. You should, cause she the person she's based on is definitely real. <laughs> <laughs> so the Feywild. It's a magical place. The city you're in is a magical city. It's full of trees. It's full of weird houses that look like trees. It's full of a lot of snotty people. But you have been sent to the old town. You've been told nothing about it except that in the old town there is a inn that you can stay in that is specifically catering towards non-Aladrin. Is it a merry old inn? Oh, you'll find out shortly as you are headed in is that direction. Is it beneath an old gray hill? <laughs> the old battery... There's no signs, there's no markers, there's no railroad tracks that you suddenly cross. But you do start to notice as you wind your way in the direction that you were given by Megan to go to this place. There's a palatable change in the air. Before Mithrendian had been this bright open city full of color, the houses were all these tall, imposing buildings with impressive facades, the trees were these massive redwoods and other, you know, giant trees with um, a multitude of fall colors. But something changes and you all just kind of feel it. The houses are not quite as nice. They're not quite as tall. The trees are not quite as impressive. There's not as many. The stones of the cobble street are a little bit off-center. Like, it's not a a smooth surface. You find yourself stumbling a a little bit more. And the people get a little bit rougher. The looks that are given towards you are no longer mostly curious or haughty. You see some hostile looks. You see some angry looks. You see people averting their gaze from you. You notice a ladrin with maimed hands walking by or with angry tattoos on their face or scars along their side that duck into alleyways. And it's a little scary. It's it's that that feeling of I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. But you do come across the way stop. And that does have a sign outside, fortunately. It is surprisingly enough, it's kind of like someone took a Faerun Inn and stuck it in the middle of this this town. It is it stands out like a sore thumb, and it's almost ugly amongst even the rundown houses of the old battery. It is just kind of a, a two-story wooden structure. It is the first thing that you've seen built in Mithrendian that have windows on the first floor. And you hear some raucous laughter inside and definitely see that it's a it, it, this might even be considered a seedier place in the middle of Waterdeep. But it's got a door and it seems to be open. What would you like to do? Let's head inside. Yep. All right, you walk on in, door opens, and on the inside you see a a rather plain-looking bar, as it were. A couple of tables. There is a fireplace, but there isn't a fire going right now. It's not that cold here. You guys left Waterdeep and the Material Plain, and it was getting on into winter, but the, the weather here in the Feywild seems to be 
balmy, like a, like a comfortable fall day. There are not many people in the bottom of this inn. You do immediately get drawn towards the the gentleman behind the bar, a silver dragonborn, shorter than you've ever seen another dragonborn before. They're usually fairly tall, imposing figures, physically at least. This dragonborn is maybe 5'7", five, 5'8", five, like human-sized. It's a little weird, but still... Th- this must be Vaz that you've been told about. It's the only dragonborn in the in the place, and he's behind the bar. He is currently uh, serving just a couple of people in inside the inn. You see a couple of different Aladrins, some uh, two in the corner that you could swear look like their brother and sister. They're wearing the same clothes. They are. They look very familiar to each other. And as they turn towards you, you notice that one of them is branded on their right cheek and one of them has a brand on their left cheek. And they kind of give you a look and then go back to talking. You see three other beings at a table. This is where most of the laughter seems to have been coming from. A Tualadrin and a human? Very pale. Some this is a little off about this human, but all three of them are laughing heartily as they seem to be playing some kind of dice game. They are all heavily armed, like heavy armor, giant weapons. And while they seem friendly and are having fun with each other, they look like they could kick some butt if they wanted to. And at the bar, uh, the only other being at the bar besides this dragonborn is a male Goliath, a towering imposing figure especially next to uh this short dragonborn he is also wearing some fairly impressive armor he's got what looks like a sword at his side and he's just casually sipping something out of a cup kind of glances your way gives you a a little bit of a look and then goes back to drinking bernie's gonna sidle up to the bar and sit next to the goliath for comedic effect okay you sit down he (laughs) He ignores you, but the dragonborn behind the bar, as you walk up, says, Ah, my neighbor, welcome to the way stop. You have found yourself in the only place you may be welcome. We met a nice lady that makes poisons. I think she'd welcome us, but you can't really get a drink at her place if you know what I mean. Ah, Megan, she is a friend of mine. And yes, I would highly recommend only drinking stuff at her place if it is labeled the way you want it to be. Yeah, she actually is the one who recommended we um, come see you. She said you were good for um, basically people like us. Non-Aladrin, yes. Welcome. You are to be enjoyed here. This wait. place is wait, welcome wait. to all. We're to be enjoyed? Yes. Like, you're going to eat us? No. You're going to enjoy us? I will enjoy having you here. Okay. There we go. There we go. There we there Jonathan, we go. Jonathan the Magimuscular taps his chest and checks his mage armor. Bing, bing. Yep, still there. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> Are you here for drinks, for food, for rooms, for anything else? Now, your business is none of my my business. But as long as you don't cause trouble and pay your bills, you are welcome here. I would say D, all of the above. Right, yeah, we 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 need mo- we need food. We need some place that's not 
weird like the rest of this goddamn city <laughs> and then and uh no this is the crowd where we can say that i think i think this is a safe space for us non-feywildians but i uh, would like to read the room go ahead and roll an inside check as jonathan continues yeah keep going man we uh we we definitely need lodging i could use a food and a drink and also we need directions to another weird place is seeking with us Oh, yeah. Zekin, he's basically been following you like a puppy. I absolutely said all of that within earshot of Zekin. That's a 22. 22 for an insight? Reading the room check. All right. Jonathan, as you point back towards Zekin, who has been following you obediently like a puppy this whole time, he doesn't seem phased. Like, he's... He just nods when you talk about getting directions. Bernie, as you glance about the room, as as Jonathan talks about this place being weird, the group of three women who seem to be playing a dice game, eh, they haven't paid you any mind. They're they're having fun. They're playing their game. The two Aladrin in the far corner, they're a little hard to read. They're they're being intently sneaky. Like it's obvious these two are up to some shady shit. They don't seem to care that that they're being shady. So it's a little hard to, to tell what they think. The Goliath that's sitting at the table does let out a very slight snort. And Bernie's gonna reach over and pat him and go, Sorry, I'm sorry, sir. Not you. You're not strange. If you're strange, then I'm strange. By, um, by virtue of it, uh occupying opposite ends of the spectrum he looks down at you and he says that is strange we are all strange and he goes back to his drink and vaz laughs well i'm gonna have to talk to him more because i'm gonna need more of that accent (laughs) (laughs) he vaz laughs a little bit and he says the feywild is a dangerous place but a fantastic one and many wonders can be found what beside food and drink are your pleasures a uh, pleasure well going home and in order to do that we need to get this guy to where is it again his grandpappy what no there was a specific place that we were going oh, to Arn's uh castle or grove cottage? of Ec- grove. yeah grove of Ectheon. there you go grove yeah we need to get to the grove of Ectheon if you know where that is Seekin speaks up from the back and he's like, uh, Ekthiarn, Ekthiarn, like, like giving you a very precise pronunciation. Ekthiarn. Vaz nods. <laughs> like, this is the one thing he knows and he's going to make sure that he's Ekthiarn. Vaz cocks his head a little bit and says, I do not know this place, but maybe someone else here does. This is a place where many can come who are like you, who are interested in more than what Mithrendian has. Sit, get food and drink, and let's see if we can find you. Ekthiarn. Oh, real quick. Do you guys take gold or is it like weird currency here in the Fairwild? <laughs> the Goliath that's seated at the, the table, Bernie, you hear him huff a little bit in what you're now recognizing might be a chuckle? For this guy, you just kind of hear a, it's very subtle. And Vaz says, we will take any reasonable currency. Gold is always welcome. 
Oh, I see the That's thing. They good. do the thing here where as long as everyone agrees that it has value, then it has value. That seems like a way better way to do money. Oh, wow. I hope I hope someone I hope someone comes up with that. That that seems like it'd be a way better method than having to always fucking have a bag of holding for your literal ton of gold. And Bernie goes, I, you know, I don't, Jonathan, I mean, agreeing that something has value is good, but, you know, being able to uh, standardize and regulate and also, also have some kind of stability to the thing that has value. Now that is value in itself. (laughs) I will also take goats as there is not a goat within miles of this place and I have not had fresh goat's milk in years. Hmm. Can we make can we make goat's milk in our Well, in our hey, a driving core. Alchemy you goat? summoned animals. No, they're uh, fa- I I I I I see I see what you're yeah. picking up, but they're fa- they're they're fae beasts. You know, they're not actual animals. I don't think they're actually going to generate real milk. Well, they might generate weird spiritual milk that disappears once you're Also, stolen. we're in the Fey Wild, so I have no idea what casting that here would do. Listen, can I, can I roll a check for that I, or anything? Or? I am excited by this. I get the question is, is art goats on your repertoire? Are they on the menu? So let me speak? let me take if, a look. If they here. are, then I feel like this is a wild experiment that we could help everyone here. Wait, and then when you say experiment, like Travancore's eyes kind of light up, like so. This would be for science. This would be of for course. science. Well, if it's for science, I would love for you to look up uh, your summon crazy creature spell that you just got, and I will. Let's start uh, because you had several questions. Let's start with reading over the spell, and we'll. I'll tell you what you know, having studied and learned this spell. Yep. How about that? That's a pretty big list. Is is a beast? Any beast, right? So I can't summon like imps or right. whatever. The but, spell uh, has sample creatures, though. Yeah, give me a second here. It does, but are goats one of the? Yeah, goat is a CR zero, so you could summon a lot of goats. Summon like at least eight, eight, eight goats. goats. Wait, do they make? If you summon these goats, are they going to make a whole bunch of like I don't know arcane goat shit all over this bar? Well, one would imagine. They might, know, if, we'll have to do it outside. Yeah. I, you need to A, do it outside, but B, think about think about the fact that goats will eat anything. Well, they're not, first of all, they're not going to be around for that. Well, I guess they'll be around for an hour. So they'll I don't be know around how much. for long enough to milk them. I'm not going to be milking I mean, goats, I'm a by little, the way. Yeah, not it. <laughs> I, I, put my, I put my finger those, on my nose. Those goats. Yeah. Bernie, I, no. Bernie, Bernie has a great insight check, so she, her finger's been on her nose for a while. Jonathan the Magimuscular casts Maychan and raises his hand and says, I got it, and points to his Maychan. All right. So. Yeah, let's, uh, all right, I'm willing to go out with Jonathan. I just like that all of us are in the bar going, nope, those goes. I was going to say, Travancore, here's what you know for sure, and I'll tell you what you don't know, and you can decide what you want to do. So you know for sure you're going to be able to summon goats. They're going to be technically phase spirits taking the form of ghosts, of goats. So- I'm not going to milk a phase spirit, man. That does not sound right. It's kind of similar to bucks except on a much lower intelligence level you think they're they will be real goats you think because they're going to be fey spirits they just won't have to go very far because you're in the fey wild you do know after an hour or if they drop to zero hit points they do disappear so there's no slaughtering them for food as far as if you milk them what happens to the milk do you get milk and what happens after an hour that you're unsure of 
One way to find I, out. I yep. could get more information about where this grove of Eldrin is, or I could we could milk goats. So Trevancore chooses to milk goats. <laughs> or rather, to watch Jonathan the Magimuscular milk goats. He's going to summon goats. He's not the, the help on the farm. He's the farmer. There's a whole bunch of helpers <laughs> on the farm that do this kind of stuff. So, so yeah, okay. I'm going to head outside with Jonathan. We're going we're gonna to conjure some goats. Oh, you're going to conjure them outside? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Well, you... I figure if we get this guy goat milk, he'll be more amenable to help us. Or yeah. other people in the... That's, that's fair. Okay. We'll test you up off this. That's fair. I have a whole bunch of goat milk in a chest on my Stardew Valley farm. <laughs> if only if only you were on the Stardew Valley plane of existence. Stardew Valley farm. Stardew Valley farm. <laughs> Travancore, hey, hey. you head outside. You glance around. It, it's fairly quiet out here. The, the sun is continuing to set and there's not many people out on the street. And you cast Conjure Beasts and summon eight goats. Eight goats appear. Ah. There you go. I can make that that uh, goat simulator noise. All right, they're under my control anyway. So, hi goats. Bernie's inside, so Julia's gonna play the goat. Yeah. <laughs> Carlton's also inside. He should play some goat. I believe. He's friendly to your companions. They obey any verbal command that you issue to them. Yes. So if you do give them a command for the next hour, they will. F- Follow your commands. What would you like eight goats to do? <laughs> Allow Jonathan the Magimuscular and his mage hand to milk you. Oh, God, that's so wrong. I mean, like, I know it's goats. I just never thought about asking them if you want, if they wanted you to touch them before. I but don't. But they're like- not really goats. They're, they're phase beasts in the form of goats who are following my commands. So whatever. Yeah, who suddenly have their boobies plucked at. Like, they didn't sign up for that. <laughs> well, I mean. All right, all right. Other domesticated animals, like, don't really submit to milking. That's just the yeah, nature. Yeah, we never of thought anim- to ask That's just the nature them. of animal husbandry. Travancore, I need you to roll a d8. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, we're Why? determining how many of them are female. <laughs> yep. Oh, God. You didn't ask before you summoned them. I need to know how many are female. Oh, well, well, two are female, apparently. I rolled a two. You've got two female goats and uh, six, six male goats. So two of them... Can be I, feel, milked. I feel like these fae are like talking to each other like, you know, last time we were lying. <laughs> I, I, I thought we were coming here to do some battle. Uh, Lions are so lion. much cooler. What, I was what, what's a familiar once. I'm a goat today. And then I'm you a... took a milking to the uh, knee. I expect okay. you to say, I said <laughs> Juilliard. <laughs> I, said, I did. You know, I, do. I really try. I really try every Don't time. Don't speak I really, to me, Bill King. I played Goat Hamlet at Goat Cambridge. Yes, there are there are no small parts, only small goats. Yes. Once the goats appear, Blue hops around and starts nipping at their ankles to herd them into a little group. I try. I try so hard to do, you know, a good job, and then I think this is really a fucking thankless job because now there is a mage hand milking me. All right. <laughs> so um. about this time, as as you're corralling the goats, as Blue is having fun with the goats, Vaz, your dragonborn in proprietor, steps outside and he goes, "This is amazing," and he. Goes for one of the male goats. Is he I going to eat me? That's a dude. He's going to. Oh my god! He's going to eat me. A tremor comes out. How many, how many hit points does a goat have? Oh no! It's a CR of zero. I don't. I've got to die every fucking time. And what's Why their AC? I, I need those two goat. answers. AC is thirteen. They have a D four minus one hit point or one hit point. 
Okay. Yeah. Travancore. When I was a lion last Vaz comes walking out, is super happy to see your goats, goes for one of the male goats, your goats being semi-docile because they, they think they're there to be milked, although the males don't really know what they're doing, lets himself be grabbed and doesn't even manage to get out a whinny as Vaz puts his, <laughs> his his mouth around the goat's neck, sinks down and sinks <laughs> Oh, God! And then Yay! there's a puff. Oh, Sharon, I always loved her! As the goat disappears because when they drop to zero hit points, yeah. they, they vanish. And so it goes, and he's left holding nothing. He goes, what? what? Sorry, bud. Um, sorry, goat. sorry, Vaz. We're, we're trying yeah. something for, for science. Yeah, we're doing as, something for science. You can't Jonathan eat these goats. Jonathan the Muscular has made a milking hand and is milking a, <laughs> a female goat. It's just as well that only two are female because it would take a long time, more of an hour to milk eight goats. Yeah. With one hand? Yeah. We'd like to pause and ask... Jonathan, the player, yeah, if he's ever milked something before, raise your hand, party, if you've ever gone to the state fair and milked a thing. Okay, I'm very that, interested. The two to see. women in the group are the only people who've milked things. <laughs> Holy I, shit! I used to, I have taught children how to milk cows as part of my paying job. I want to know what Jonathan, the human being, <laughs> thinks milking anything looks like i would like to get a demonstration we are on a video call i will describe <laughs> it for you all in podcast land the best i, I can feel, i feel yeah. like I hands up and show I me that have milk to because motion. this is just fun i am putting forth a scenario well, and then just fun for yes. me though i can't <laughs> wait in my defense i grew up in a very very large city in my country and did not have proper I, access i'm to from 4-H. suburbia i'm from texas yeah. from a, but i'm from a suburb i have no idea I, I've only milked something because of a state fair. I also grew up in suburbia. Okay, here's what I will say. muscle. Travancore has pacified this goat, and it is standing in the most appropriate position to be milked. Jonathan, I would like you to roll an animal handling check with advantage. All right. Not because you know what you're doing, but because the goat is trying to help. While he's rolling that, fun <laughs> fact, goats have a negative three for charisma. <laughs> this is this is not what I thought we would be doing tonight, but I can't now think we should be doing anything else. So <laughs> it's all for um, science. Yep. As a you know, funny thing, one of the spe- one of the animals that we could have gotten was a giant goat, and I'm not sure if that would have helped us or not. Nope. Let's see, animal handling with advantage. Uh, that's actually going to be pretty good. So it's going to be an 18 plus. I think I want to say five. Because I, I think as a folk hero, I get animal handling. But let me just make sure. Yeah. It's at the very least a two, because that's my wisdom. Yeah, so it's at least a 20. I will say, wh- what are you milking into? I'll be nice, and I'll say that you had the foresight to actually grab something to, that you're not just onto the ground. I don't know how much, I- I'll just grab a bowl, because I don't know, like, Jonathan the Magimuscular, nor Jonathan the actual player, would actually know how much milk he could get from a summoned goat, if any. Okay, so you snatch a bowl off the counter, you uh, wipe it free of what looked like peanut shells that were in there, you place it under the goat, you use your mage hand, and and yeah, you milk this goat. Uh, you get a couple of good squirts, maybe a, a mouthful or two. Color of this milk looks a little off. Like like how off? Like it's supposed to be milk colored, you know, like a, a, a cr- an off cream, right. you know, maybe, maybe with a little bit of yellow in it. 
he could swear this is pink. Oh dear. Is this strawberry goat milk? You'll have to try it to find out. <laughs> right. So title unlocked. <laughs> I fill up the bowl with uh with with uh goat alpha's milk and I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna take the bowl and uh and say uh well Vaz, uh here you go. Here's some goat milk. He takes the bowl. He doesn't seem to be bothered by the pink. Like he doesn't give the bowl a second look, but he looks back at the goat and he's obviously still a little bothered by the fact that he tried to eat a goat and it just disappeared in his mouth. And he looks back at you, Jonathan, and he says, what will happen when I drink this? We don't know. If you would like, I can drink it instead and we can find out. Jonathan the Muscular looks very excited for either option. Travancore, deep in his heart, hopes that Jonathan turns into a potted plant upon drinking the milk. <laughs> but doesn't say this to anybody. Vaz looks at you, and you could swear he grins a little bit. He pulls out from his side pocket a cup that uh, it was kind of, he's got one of those aprons on with the big pockets, and it looks like he had, like, put a cup into his pocket when he was coming out. He pulls out a cup, he pours what looks like a mouthful into the cup, hands you back the bowl, and says, Together we discover this mystery. Yeah. To solving mysteries. You know what? If we're going to the undiscovered country, get me a glass too. He pats the more a wine. <laughs> <laughs> I do not have other cups. I'll just drink from the bowl. Go. It's fine. All right, here we go. <laughs> I'm not fancy. All right, you and Vaz gulp, and take I take a hand, drink. Hand it off to Travancore. And I yeah, I'll, take a gulp. I'll drink some too. Why not? Anybody and else? Then, uh, drink? I'll take a swig. No, because somebody needs to be a responsible adult. Okay. By drinking wine. <laughs> You're a designated adventurer. Hold on. Julia's going to go get some more wine before we continue this. I... Designated All right. I... I'm going to wait because she deserves to hear what happens. I love our party. I love our game. We want to thank Polymorph Crafts for sponsoring this episode. Polymorph Crafts offers stylish and affordable ways to carry everything you need to a game day and stay organized at the table. Their Mimic Chest starts life as a compact wood chest that converts into a dice tower and tray, dice and pen vaults, card stands, a coaster, and plenty of room to carry minis and more. Over 230 tiny magnets in each Mimic Chest make assembly a breeze and come in three affordable price points with lots of customizable options. So check out Polymorph Crafts and follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Polymorph Crafts. That's polymorphcrafts.com. We here at Dungeon Drunks are huge fans of Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms. It's an official free-to-play Dungeons & Dragons-based clicker game that you can download right now on Steam. The most recent update includes content from the new adventure Dragon Heist, and will be the first time fans can get a glimpse of all of the fun stuff in the book since Wizards of the Coast made the announcement. I usually have the game running in the background while I edit audio for this podcast, and it's always exciting to open chests to see what new gear my champions have. Speaking of chests, thanks to the fine folks who made Idle Champions, we're fortunate enough to be able to offer a free gold chest to all of our listeners. Now this code expires on June 17th, 2018 at 9pm Pacific, so you only have a week to redeem once this episode is posted. Open up your game, go to the shop, and type in this code. E A S Y H E T S G A N G W H I Z. So use that code and let us know on Twitter or Instagram what goodies you got. And now, enough of the loot drops. Back to the show. 
All right. You watch as your companions and this dragonborn all down themselves some pink fake goat milk. And it seems fine. It has this weird vanilla-ish aftertaste, but it seems fine. Mm. Mm. Not too bad. Mm. Vaz is holding his cup and he's kind of swilling around what what's left. It looks like he had just taken like a sip and then is, is looking at it. And then he looks over at the, the goat that you had milked, Jonathan. And he reaches over and he grabs the goat. And then he looks at you, Travancore, and he's like, Do you mind? Goat, allow our new friend to milk you, please. Oh, no. I did not want to milk. If you try and eat him again, I'll just disappear. <laughs> He tries to eat him again. Of course. Uh, what was the AC of the goat? <laughs> oh, 13. Yeah, I'll say he's he's able... Yeah, he sinks his jaws in again. The goat vanishes. He looks down into his cup and he goes, That is unsatisfying, but interesting. And he turns over the cup and there's nothing in it. Oh. Oh. Okay. That's uh, it's good to know. I appreciate the taste, though. I I have not had goat milk in so long. I do not remember it having such a vanilla flavor. I think that's the celestial talking. The uh, the heavenly notes, if you will. Celestial? Yeah, it's a whole thing. Let's, uh, uh Jonathan the Metromuscular puts his arm around Baz and it's like, yeah, let's go in. Let's have some drinks. We'll talk more about it. It'll be great. Thank you for for helping us out. What do you have on tap? He walks back in very confused, but he's seemingly intrigued by the whole the whole thing. Uh, Travancore, what do you do with the other six goats? All right, um, <laughs> bite them and snap their necks. No, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna kill my just, or dismiss them. You can dismiss them. You can just let them go for the next fifty five minutes. Whatever you'd like to do, they'll follow your command for the next hour. Ah. <laughs> All right, um, Travancore is going to pet one of uh, each of the goats, just to sort of say, like, thank you, th- thank them individually, and then he's going to dismiss them. Okay. What do you say? That was... Uh, I, 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 are we going home now? Just, you know, we hardly ever get a good thank I, I you. Just, I and just, it's funny, you, it you was give them nice a nice little pet, pet and a little scratch behind the ear, we and then like they just kind petted. of fade. Oh. And then you give the next one a pet, a scratch... And it fades. And it's a, it's slightly more gentle than the uh, Vaz snapping the neck and discovering that he can't have lamb shakes. I love the you idea know. that my summon Fae Beast are like a theater troupe of some kind. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's canon now. That's New city, new role. Oh, our, our, our last gig where we were eagles that that was quite that was quite nice i did like being an eagle flying, flying the first time you nice. summoned your your fey companions from from the fey wild you guys were in a bard fight club so yeah. it kind of makes sense that they would all be thespians all right you guys <laughs> enter back into the way stop where most of the the bar has stopped whatever they were doing to kind of they've been watching this weird event happen outside uh but now seeing that it's over they've gone back to whatever they were doing before vaz has you come on over to the bar and he says that he's got just kind of he's got a couple of beers on tap he's got your standard mutton for dinner he's i am missing some greens for the salad so it is rather plain but it is filling wait if you're missing greens can there be a salad or is it just like dressing and all the good part? It's just <laughs> spinach. Oh, I like oh, spinach. Oh, that's fine. Yeah, spinach is, yeah, spinach is fine. 
he'll serve you as as you guys continue to talk. He'll serve you kind of the what seems to be that he doesn't have like a large menu. This isn't Gestock with his tater tots. He seems to have mutton and spinach, and um, he's got a couple couple of random beers on tap. And yeah, uh, as you continue salt, to chat, salt. I do not have a shaker. I have a bowl and he pulls out like a one of those tiny tiny little bowls you could just do like a pinch of hmm. yeah bernie salt bays all her food even the food that probably shouldn't have salt okay yeah travancore thinks you know as you must be well connected with your with your clientele here if you're not sure where this grove of ectharn is do you think you'd know anyone in the room who, who might frankly in the room i would either ask any of the aladrin as I am mostly familiar with the city. I don't travel outside. So the Aladrin might know. Or Karnak would know. And he points over to the Goliath that's continued to sit there just sipping on a cup. Just every once in a while kind of looking your direction, but not really paying too much attention. Bernie's going to walk across the bar to Karnak uh, like she do and say, Hi, Karnak, I'm Bernie. I heard you might know where we are trying to get to and how to get there you go to see ekthiarn yeah we gotta find his grove you know how someone calls in a favor and you don't ask particulars and then you sort of wish you asked particulars yes yeah it's one of those do you know where he is i do uh could you i'm Tell us, show us on a map, maybe give us, uh, you know, some step by step, left turn, right turn, keep going straight for the next 200 miles instructions. Ichthyarn is a member of the Seely Court. One does not give that information out without permission. Yeah, I pull over seeking. And, and next to Bernie, I like. So this is my friend Seekin, and you will forgive Bye. him. He's not properly socialized, so meeting his granddad is gonna be interesting. This is Ekthiarn's grandson. You're his grandson, right, Seekin? Yeah, he's my great 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 grandfather. They're related. Direct line. Stuff dilutes over time. <laughs> Can you tell it to him? Can you tell it to one of us who will keep that information for him? Because I swear to the Blessed Bay that if you tell it to him, we will never get there. I mean no disrespect, but you say this. How do I know it is true? I, actually, well... He did transport all of us here from uh, Waterdeep, and that was a thing. Seekin, how do we know that? I mean, no offense, you're mostly a goose that grows, you know, stuff. Yeah, no, that's mostly what I do. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess. And he reaches into his pack and he pulls out the piece of bark that you had seen him with before. The, he kept referring to as though it had like a note on it or something. He pulls it out and he's like, well, I got this, and I got the 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 plane shift stick that uh that Grandpa sent me here, and he holds out the piece of bark to the Goliath, who takes it and looks it over and <laughs> sniffs it a little bit, 
and he puts his hand on it and this this goliath is massive and his hand the the, the piece of bark that seekin has is kind of like a it's almost like an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper it's you know a decent size but this goliath's hand when he puts it palm down on this piece of bark practically covers the whole thing and you see him close his eyes for a second and then he opens them again and he looks back at seekin and he says this is some proof I will accept this. And he hands it back and he says, But this information is not free. What do you offer in exchange? Have you ever had mayonnaise? I am unfamiliar. Is this a food? Oh, it is a food. Do we we have meant to? Who's got the who's got the jug? I, I think, am yeah, I think, uh, not um, interested in food unless it is something I have killed. At this point, Vaz comes on over and he's serving the food and everything. And Vaz says, uh, I was going to introduce you, but I see that you have done that yourself. Karnak is here looking for glory? And... Karnak nods. He's got this solemn look on his his face. His skin is ashen gray. He's wearing some what look like pretty nice armor. You think you see a, a sword sitting at his side. He looks super strong. Like, he could probably bench press all of you at the same time. And he nods and says, I am here to make my way into the Fade Dark. It is a plague that opens wounds on the surface. And I am here to test my conquest against the creatures. So, Glory in, like, the abstract sense, not, like, a person named. No, Glory in deeds. Like me. And you say that, and he kind of gives you a a little bit of a nod, like, oh, you, you understand. Yeah. I gotta make sure I, I'm the last of my tribe. I gotta make sure our name lives on. My name is not important, but my deeds are. And these openings from the Fey Dark are dangerous. They need to be conquered, but the Aladrin here will not let me near any of the openings. I would go down and test myself against the horde if only they would let me pass well it sounds like that ecthiarn has some sway here and if you lead can help us get to ecthiarn's grove we could probably put in a good word for you to allow you to go down below to fulfill your destiny we could also try to sneak him in why do you think ecthiarn has sway here because he's a god. Isn't he a member of the Sealy Court? He is. They are. That does not mean they are important. And Seekin in the back kind of raises his hand. He's like, I, I think he's kind of important. You would. Oh, shit. Wow. Damn, son. I mean, he is literally could just sit on us and kill us, so... I mean, that's some serious shade right yeah, there. Yeah, and I just threw my, I just blew my level three spot on Conjuring Milk. 
Bernie, Bernie, Bernie reaches up and is like, can I buy you some tea, sir? There is no tea here, but I appreciate. Oh, God, this is unholy. We are in an unholy place. Bernie, like, starts reaching into her pack looking to see how many tea bags she has. <laughs> I thought she was going to, like, just be like, nope, this place is unholy. It needs to burn. Start pulling out spell components. <laughs> Bernie's going to, like, get out her, like, the holy. She's going to start blessing all the water and just, like, cleanse She's like, no, no, no. Oh, oh, God, where have you brought us? There is no tea. Oh, my God, there is no tea. I told you. I told you don't eat the food. I told you we'd no, I can't. I can't. Oh. The Goliath looks over at, at the rest like, of you and says. You know when like small children have a timber tantrum, but it's not like an actor. They're like, I don't want And they like jelly body themselves. If she is this distraught over tea, then you will not last the night. Oh no, we should all be dead by now. Where is the tea? Where is the tea? How do you live? Do you have caffeine? Do you have coffee? Of course we have coffee. We are not uncivilized. What kind of heathen bullshit is this? <laughs> Jonathan, Carlton, and when he comes back, Travancore. Uh, I would like you guys to roll perception checks. Bernie is melting her body onto a puddle on the bar, just to that, let you know. That's why you are not rolling a perception check at this moment. <laughs> That's not good. Yikes. All right, Jonathan? Eight. And Carlton? Uh, 23. And Travancore? Ten. Carlton, you notice during this meltdown and this performance that's going on, the two Aladrin that were in the corner, the the shady couple, the, the shady brother and sister, it seemed, they give you guys a very long calculating look and then leave. Okay. But yeah, they were eyeing you pretty intently before they left. As this meltdown continues, Vaz comes over and says, Do you think you can find a rift nearby and plunder it? Without tea, we can do nothing. (laughs) And Karnak, the, the Goliath, says, I have tried, but every time I get close, I am attacked or driven off by the Aladrin. They seem to believe it is too dangerous for me to go, and I would like to prove them wrong and my god right. If you can get me to this rift or into the Dark, I have directions to offer in return. I was going to say, it, they may just say it's too dangerous to go alone. We'll go with you. And then when they turn the leave, you give us the directions. You go down, we go to the grove. If that will convince them, that is fine. You can come with me if you would like. The Fae Dark is full of terrors that will haunt your nightmares for the rest of your life, which will be short and sweet. Bernie stops wallowing for a second. She goes, "Sir, there is nothing more terrible than a land without tea. I don't think I can get any worse." <laughs> this woman has already seen hell. I'm in hell. <laughs> I am in hell. There are goats that you milked with that weird. I'm in hell. <laughs> Jonathan, the magic muscular, summons, summons his bay chain at that moment and gives a little finger gun to Bernie. 
And Bernie acts as if she's been shot. She goes, Poof! And she just falls back down on the bar. Vaz looks at all of you and then looks over at Karnak and says, No, you are right. She will not last the day. Well, hold on. You'd be surprised what the little one has in, in her. Yeah. Yeah. Bernie starts counting how much tea she has and is um, doing that thing that people who know, realize they're about to run out of water do. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> Karnak seems to be uninterested in the amount of tea that she might have left. He's made his proposal and he goes back to drinking whatever he's got in his cup. I only packed enough tea for a weekend trip. Vaz comes on over and says, you were needing to stay, were you not? Possibly, yeah. But let's see uh, if we, have to, we can do this now or later. Oh, do not go out after the sun has gone down. That is dangerous with the Fae Dark so intrusive. Right, but that's what Karnak is looking for. Yes, but you are looking for a entrance, not a encounter. Yeah, fair and enough. Karnak, Karnak looks back over at you, Carlton, and says... I will go when you are ready to find a hole. You know you you knew where one is, though, right? No. We, I thought you said you got turned away every time you got close to one of them. Yes, I was turned away, and they closed the hole. Every rift I find, I find too late to plunder before the Aladrin swarm like ants, making their home safe again. Hmm. Gotcha. So you're getting there after they've closed it. Or before they have closed it, but after I can enter. I am looking for glory, not slaughtering soldiers. Gotcha. So how do you how do you go about finding these rifts normally? Make a persuasion check. Persuasion uh twenty one. He gives you a long look, he looks back over, Bernie counting her tea, gives you another look, he reaches into what must be a pocket like you didn't notice the pocket but he reaches a hand into his his clothing and pulls out a a small what looks like a stone like a almost like a piece of amber and it's round and it's got what looks like a tiny little bead on the inside and he holds it in his palm not for you to take but for you to to see and he says the guards use this when the holes breach their perimeter to find them and seal them before much can get through. I have one, but I am not adept with it as they are. So I get the notice minutes after it has happened and arrive too late. But hmm. this tells me the direction to go. Do you mind if I... If I take a look at it real quick. But he gives you maybe, another long look. Maybe for about 20 minutes. I promise I'll give it back. I swear on Bay, I'll give it back. I do not know this Bay, but I know I will hunt you and kill you if you do not. And he holds forth his palm for you to take the stone. Okay. I take it and I'll be like, I'm going to just go over there. I'm going to not be, re I'm going to be de doing something for the next 20 minutes. Uh, while I'm doing that, what are you doing? I am going to uh, learn its secrets and learn how it works. And maybe I can maybe I can use it and we get you to your rift and then I give it back. If you think you can, that is information that will get you the location of the grove. 
Sounds good. While I'm doing that, I give you Bernice Q. Burns and her presentation on Bay and You. And I go over to a table and I start using the Identify Ritual on it. So you want to know about Queen Bay? Bernie, <laughs> I, I need you to uh, roll a constitution saving throw. I mean, I do still have some tea that's canon. Bernie always has some tea. Constitution oh. is not going to... Oh. Karnak just rolled a natural 20. Well, oh. shit. What is Karnak going to do to me? I've got a plus two to constitute. This is not going to go well. Give me your constitution saving throw because this could be interesting as it's I as I drink nine. to my natural 20. It's a nine. Bernie's cool. I can't. What limb is Karnak going to break? Is he going to put me in a pocket? Oh, you no, 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 no. You just gave me to Karnak as collateral. Bernie, you... Get super excited about the idea of preaching to Queen Bay uh, to this Goliath for 20 minutes. You've never been given this this kind of, of pulpit. You look up into the Goliath's eyes and his eyes narrow into your eyes as he rolls a natural 20 on his intimidation. And you stop talking because you think this is the wrong person in the wrong place at the wrong time. I think I might have an extra bag of tea in the bag of holding. I'm going to go try to find time. Actually, do you think I could survive in the bag of holding for 20 minutes? It might be a good time to try. (laughs) No. We'll get we'll, we'll put we'll and, Bernie in with like a really long straw just poking out of it. <laughs> we'll get Bernie a snorkel. Bernie's just gonna reach her hand. Bernie's gonna go over to Cosula. We you know. Um, you yeah. sit on the other side of Carlton from where Karnak is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Bernie's just like making noise. She's like, ah, oh, well, I'm gonna go find my my twenty fifth bag of tea. Only packed for a weekend. And I go, oh, no. here you go, here you go Bernie. You, you do what you gotta do. And I hand her the bag of holding. And I walk over to Karnak and I put my elbow on the table and I like outstretch my hand to him. I'm like, you wanna kill some time for 20 minutes? I can't wait to watch him break your arm off. This is great. He looks at your arm and he says, I do not want to kill you. You were offering to help me. Why would I? Right, no, we're, we're arm wrestling. You... What? All right, put your put your arm down. Why? And then grab, put your elbow on the table. Is Travancore nearby? He can explain the rules. Uh, yeah, Travancore, if you want to be right there. It is a non-lethal contest of strength, whereby you attempt to use your arm on the desk to, le- to, to lower the arm of somebody else. If there is no consequence, why would you do such a thing? Well, there is consequence. If you're looking for glory, if you defeat uh, someone who... who Unsully the demon at the rot demon of Kirkgarden Forest. That's that's glory for you, and a victory. He looks back. He looks back at Carlton and looks back at you, Travancore, and says, "To defeat, I would need to take place single combat and slaughter him where he stands." And I have no reason. <laughs> it's different from where we come from. So, like where we come from, you can do this, and it is just a friendly sp- between. It's for glory amongst friends. Iron sharpens iron without destroying it. (laughs) Go ahead and make a persuasion check. Twelve. He gives you another long look and says, My drink is getting warm. And he pulls back the cup and he just starts to drink again. He's not at all interested. Fine. And I go, hey, Vaz. Yes. 
Um, I see you have a limited selection of ales. Have you ever heard of uh, a sorcerer sweat? Yes, that is forbidden in Mithrendian. Ah, God because- damn it! <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually forbidden. Like, it's it- illegal. Yes, have you, you have obviously heard of it. It, it. If you have, you know why. Oh, and Bernie looks up yeah. and trying to get tea. She goes, oh, oh, we have some direct experience as to why. Then you should not be so surprised. Uh, Jonathan, as you are hanging out in the corner for the next, uh, so are you attuning to this thing? No, I'm casting Identify as a ritual. I was going to say, you're not tuning to new stuff, are you? Nope, that's why I have the spell. <laughs> I just listened to that episode the other day. I know, I know. Well, that's why I asked, because you, you talked about being gone for like 20 minutes. Um, so, so you're casting it as a ritual then. Right. And so okay. normally the casting time is like 10 minutes for Identify if I have it prepped. But if I do it as a ritual, it adds like 11 minutes to it. So it takes 20, 21 minutes. I thought you could cast it with a spell slot and it's an action, but if you take 10 minutes, if you want to cast it as a ritual, it adds 10 minutes to the casting time, making it a 10 minute casting time. No, for most other spells, yes. For identify, no. Because I, I, I think l- the casting time for identify is 10 minutes. I thought it was an action. You know what? Let's go to handy dandy D&D Beyond. Go to yes. D&D Beyond. Casting time is one minute, so we are both wrong, but that still means it's just 11 minutes. But okay. you know what? It doesn't make that much of a difference now, but for the future, it's good to know. So you spend the next 11 minutes over in a corner casting Identify. Yeah, you do have to be attuned to this. It's not something you're familiar with. It it has, it's almost in a weird way like a sending stone is the closest thing that you can come up with, but it's not. It seems to be inert at this very moment and the magic that you get off of it yeah it seems to be like a divination type of magic it is searching for um something that then it's going to be it's going to try to connect with um you assume it would be something about these rifts that are happening that you've been told about that go to the fey dark it can somehow sense them and will point the way to one when it opens um and you think being attuned to it you're not sure exactly how it's going to let you know you think that it might compass there might be some way that it's going to give you like a pointer inside of this amber stone but you don't know how else it might say that there's a rift nearby you think that karnak might have been using it correctly and that being attuned to it helps like you have to be attuned to it to get it to work you get the sense you have to actually be looking at it when it notices, when it when it activates, and that maybe he's just not paying attention to it all the time. Okay, so if I go back to him and say, hey, let's go ahead and, and wander around but pay attention to this, that's all he's really missing then. He's just, he's not looking at his phone when the notification comes in. Yeah, you you're pretty sure that it's a visual notification. You don't think there's any kind of sound it's going to make. It's not going to vibrate. And so, when you say that to him, when you come back and say that to him, he he kind of gives an understanding nod and he says the guards that use this are on patrol for it. They usually have it out all the time. But I 
uh, uh. <laughs> he kind of, he stops and looks very uncomfortable for a long moment. And Vaz leans in and Vaz says, You stole it. You can just say that. We all know. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, no, no, it's fine. It, well, it, it's fine-ish. It, it's understandable why you don't just walk around with it. That's fine. Maybe, maybe if you were walking in a group, may, you wouldn't draw as much attention if you were using it. I think, and I just give it back because I, if, if me attuning to it really doesn't make a difference, and I'll just hand, hand it back to him, and okay. I'll and I'll just say, you know, if we went as a group, you could look at it, and the guards may not even notice you. So that would that would give you a little bit of a uh, little bit of a jump start to to try and get to that rift first. Mm. This is an adequate plan. Do we go now or? And he's interrupted by Vaz, and Vaz goes, "I do not recommend going out at night. It is dangerous. The rifts that are already there that have opened to the Fade Dark have left us vulnerable, and the creatures from outside the city come at night as well." <sighs> You are anxious, my friend. And, and he looks back at, at you guys and he says, And you are new here, neighbor. Please trust Vaz. Let me house you one night. Go out when it is sunny. I think, yeah, sunshine. Sunshine sounds good. Yeah, we're down a, a couple of spells. We really, uh, Karnak, we just, one, we want to come at this with all with all we've got, just in case we do have the encounter versus just finding the rift. As well, we can also ha bring all of our abilities to help you get to the rift should we need to. Like, um, and I look around and I say, I can make you invisible. Can I insight what Vaz just said? Yeah, sure. Well, I can. There's no guarantee of success. <laughs> This is also true. It's an eight. He seems intent. He seems worried. But, you know, he's he could just be worried that he's losing some money on a sale. But he, do, he does, whether he believes it or if he's lying to you, he's he's super intent on it. He and you do see that Karnak seems to be accepting both what Vaz says and, and what Jonathan says. So at least Karnak believes both of you. And he nods and he says, this is prudent. And while I am anxious to get into the Dark, I am not anxious to do it recklessly. We will leave in the morning. And he takes his glass and he downs it. He puts it on the table and he pulls out three gold. And he hands them on over to Vaz and he says, When the sun rises, we will breakfast and then we will search. And he heads back into uh, kind of the corner where you see there's a set of stairs and he heads upstairs. And Vaz nods and takes the money and he says, Good, good. You are new here. I would have bad reputation if I sent you out to die when you have been here for minutes and after all you gave me disappearing milk we did, did yeah we, that was quite did, a trick wasn't did, it did, ah, did we get, that was great do we do we mm -hmm. do that do we i don't i don't I wasn't there for that one 
if you would like to stay, how many rooms do you need? Four. Yep. It is two gold a night per room. That seems fair. Not a problem. I got this one tonight, guys. Oh, thanks, guy. It includes a breakfast, so I will see you in the morning. And he collects your gold, and um, as you guys prepare to, to go upstairs, he hands over some keys, and then he says, Please, close the windows before you go to sleep. And then he walks away. Oh. Okay. Makes sense, given all the flying stuff we've seen. You guys are going to head up, or is there anything else you'd like to do for the evening? I'm going to head up. Uh, I think we're good. But, head up so... But before I go to sleep, I want to try something. Hell, oh boy, sure. Corps. I want to concentrate on Isolgal. And I know the whole, Trapping Corps knows the whole backstory behind it and the history of it and what it does and what it, why it accepts it and the fact that it's semi-sentient, right? Or how much does he know? Yeah, when you, um, you don't know the entire backstory to it. By attuning to it, you get, you, you get a sense from what you remember hearing about the vault that's in the Raj's palace that has all of the, the powerful items that are hidden away for reasons. Um, now that you've attuned to it, you think this weapon might have been hidden there, not because it's a bad thing, but because it was looking for the right person to to that it would accept. So you get the sense that maybe it just wasn't working for anybody else. And your suspicion is the other weapon that they that, that was stolen by Evelyn Vorfindal, that it was hidden there because it was dangerous. But attuning to it, you, you've got a, a pretty good idea about what it can do. There, there seems to be some more stuff that you can unlock about it, but you, you seem to have a good grasp. And it's semi-sentient in the way of, like, it's, it's got... It doesn't have a consciousness. It's not like it's talking to you. It's not going to respond to you. But it, it, does, it does seem to have a will. Okay. Um, if it's not going to respond to me, I'll just sort of say something to it. I don't know if I'm worthy of you, but I aim to be. Ah. You don't get any response, but you do feel like now that you've attuned to it, you would know if you were not worthy. Hmm. Ah, with that, Travancore goes to bed. All right. As you guys retire to your individual rooms, do you close the windows? Yeah, I close the windows. Yes. Definitely. Yes. yes. Bernie closes the windows. All right. Is there an option the to lock them? Yes, there is. Bernie does that. Okay. They're small rooms. They're very Spartan, but they seem to be well kept. The The floors are a little on an angle and everything is a little off kilter and it's a little dark. It's, you know, you're kind of used to Gestock's more comfy, welcoming rooms. And these are kind of small, but the bed is comfy and clean. Uh, the windows are closed and locked. And next time when we get together... You'll wake up in the morning and go rift hunting. Or maybe you'll just summon more goats. I don't know. <laughs> Let me give you some experience for for the aforementioned. Let's see what happens when we summon fey goats to the Feywild and then, you know, milk them. Because why not? For a fun moment where Bernie... I, I think I would have had to roll the natural 20 in order to intimidate Bernie into not preaching queen bay yes, yes that was honestly if you had rolled a 19 i would have been like fuck it bernie's gonna try anyway <laughs> yeah he had advantage on that roll when the 20 came up i was like well that's amazing so her reaction to that 
Jonathan for being able to convince Karnak to temporarily at least give up his stone because he really didn't want to. I'm going to give you guys a total of 3,000 experience to split between the four of you. And next time, Rift Hunting! Yay! I knew this wasn't going to be easy. This wasn't going to be a... Cl- I mean, like, even when I thought this was a weekend trip, I knew there wasn't going to be easy shit. But- <laughs> Why would I make it easy? Thanks for listening to our adventure. If you've enjoyed our show, visit us at DungeonDrunks.com for links to all of our social media, pictures and bio of our cast, a full list of credits, and more. We'd appreciate it if you left us a review, and we would love it if you come support us on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dungeondrunks to sign up. Thanks again, and we'll see you next encounter. We appreciate all of our patrons, and extend a special thanks to our Artifact and Wondrous Year patrons. Thank you Megan, Lori, aka Calamity Jane, That Indian Dude, Michael Lapointe, aka Vazarus, and Hunted Shadows, LLC.